Welcome back to A Fine Time for Healing, a place where your physical, emotional, and spiritual well-being are all that matter. So put your feet up, relax, and enjoy today's show. I'm bringing you something you have never heard of before because this is what I like to do. This is what A Fine Time for Healing is about. It's about bringing you concepts, ideas, um, just realities that you probably would not have any experience, any exposure to if they weren't here. So, you know, people love their dogs. They love their pets, but your dog was not just here to be your loving support and your joyful playmate. playmate. Um, your, your dog is so much more. And we're going to talk to Heather Lee about this, and I'll introduce her in a minute. In her groundbreaking book, Canine Spirit Guides, The Healing Power of Man's Best Friend or Woman's Best Friend, Heather Lee reveals that these unique spiritual energies are here to guide us on our journeys of healing, growth, wisdom, transformation, spiritual evolution, and ascendancy. Um, but Heather Lee would only discover this for herself and for humanity after having passed through many decades of deeply difficult life, which we're going to talk about as well. Um, today, Heather Lee will share the story of how her canine companion, companions each came to her with specific gifts at a specific time to move her toward healing and a joyful life, and then how she became a channel for them. Welcome, Heather Lee. It's so great to have you. Thank you, Randy. I'm so excited to talk to you today. Yes, I am too. Before we get into this topic that most people are going, what <laughs> about, tell us, tell us your story and, you know, who you were before all of this. Yeah, I'd be happy to do that because it probably resonates with a lot of your audience. I was a classic introvert and I stayed hidden as much as I could because I did not trust people. I had a bad experience with my own family, couldn't trust my own parents, couldn't trust my own people in my church because there is a story in the book where I was molested by a church member. Um, so at a very young age, I was taught that the only person I could rely on, the only, the only person I could trust was myself. So I went inward and I just barricaded myself there. I had no friends. I struggled to make friends in school. Nobody understood me, nobody liked me, and I, I lacked the skills to reach out to other people because of my experience in my childhood and also all the traumatic things that happened to me made me too afraid to come out into the world. And this is where I resided throughout teenage years, throughout college and into adulthood. The, the trauma of my childhood leaked or bleeded into my adult life and it followed me like a like a, a a hex or a curse like I just could not get my find my way out of it and of course now after meeting you I'm understanding that I had two narcissistic parents and it's all making sense now now that you're gracing me with your knowledge so making sense of it's one thing but healing from it is another but yeah, so I tended to rely on my dogs and that was the only thing I could connect with. They were my only family. They were my only friends. And I started training dogs when I was 11 years old and competing with my dogs. And they were also the, the um, source or the solution for me to get out of the house and just to stay away from my parents because my parents didn't want anything to do with what I was doing. So I could go to the dog kennel and spend all day with the dogs and have a great excuse for being out of the house. So, so it was a, it was my only paradise throughout childhood. And then in my thirties, I became a professional dog trainer and I was very um, successful at that in three different sports. So dogs have always been ingrained in my life, but still that trauma from my childhood followed me into that career as well. And, um, and it did haunt me and the dog showed me what was happening there and what I needed to heal. So that's what the book is about. Wow. Now when you, how many dogs did you have? What, what's the most, 
the most dogs you had at one time? I think I've had seven at one time, but total I've had 30 over my 50 years. Okay. All right. Those are my personal dogs. I also, you know, had lots of litters because I was a breeder as well. So I had litters and I had customer dogs as a dog trainer. So I've had hundreds of dogs come through my hands. <laughs> what kind of dog did you breed a particular breed of dogs? Yeah, I bred the Belgian Malinois before it was popular. I had to actually import my breeding stock here into this, the United States because it wasn't quite as popular as it is now. Um, and I bred them for work and sports, so for police and for um, biting sports and competition. So they were not really very good pets. They were very hard to handle, a lot of energy, very intelligent so um, it was a specific targeted breeding program for that type of work. Okay. The dogs that you had as pets, I know for me, when I see an animal, I see the soul. And I have always respected animals and put them on the same level as me. Um, they're living things, they're, they're you know, they're of, of the source and um even i even had lizards at one time and i could do the same thing with my lizards okay so and they had personalities and people don't think they do but they do so anyway did you connect with your animals on a very deep level oh yeah yeah they were my family and even as a young child they were inserting themselves into my life at the precise moment that they needed to be there. A dog would just appear in my life, even when I wasn't looking for one. Hmm. And then I would have to somehow justify it with my parents to get another dog. <laughs> um, or I would, I would trade dogs with somebody else because the dog I had was no longer, no longer needed because I was at a different level. So I would find a home for that dog and get a new dog. So as a child, I was doing this and it was an intuitive instinct. I didn't understand at the time, but they were calling to me, negotiating with me. Different guides had to come in at different times to provide what I needed at that moment. So because I was listening, I was able to hear those signals and make the, the chess moves that I needed to, to get me into the next segment of my growth and my healing. But yes, I was very deeply bonded with them. Um, but being a child of narcissistic parents, I also struggled to connect with them, I realized as I wrote the book. There was a part of my heart that did not want to attach, that did not want to rely on them too much. And that does come out in the book. And that's very understandable. Yeah. You know, because... I, you know, I, I talk about uh, a lot about um, the, the methods that children use to cope with the existence of the environment they are stuck in, you know, and um, children do, it's our subconscious mind that just kind of steps in and just says, you know, this is how you're going to deal with it. And the problem is that these coping mechanisms are maladaptive. They're only meant for childhood. Yeah. But most people don't understand that and they take them into adulthood and then wonder why their, their life is not functioning properly. Right. So, and also <laughs> this is where narcissistic personality disorder can form. So um, it's, it's brutal. Um, people say emotional abuse is not bad, as bad as physical abuse. Oh, no, 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 that's not true. Mm -mm. It's harder to identify. It's harder to it's harder to identify. It's harder to conceive of, to wrap your mind around it because you don't see it, and you don't necessarily feel it happening. You just know your responses to it, and then you don't get any support for it because nobody else can see it. Exactly. So you become the black sheep of the family, which is what happened to me because I put my foot down and says I'm not doing this anymore. Wow. So then I'm ostracized from the family. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and you would have been at some point anyway, whether you put your foot down or not, because that's the nature of these families. But let's, you know, um, I want to talk about these canine spirit guides. And what, when was the first time that you recognized this 
contact from them? Well, it was only when I wrote the book that I that I finally understood what was happening. Um, I am not a writer. It's not like I sat down to write a book. I was instructed to write a book last last year. Yeah, the beginning of 2022. So this whole journey for me began February 22nd, 2022. It's a very magical date, very specific date. Wow. And that's when I was- two, 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 right? Yeah. And that's when I was instructed to write a book. And my first question is, okay, I'm, I'm totally cool doing what I'm told, but what's the book about? <laughs> what am I supposed to write about? So I started writing these various stories about different aspects of my life because so much of my life would make a great book. And I couldn't figure out which direction to go. Then one night I had a dream that I was meeting with my guides in this dream. And they kept throwing out the three, the same three words in different order. So I reached over to my journal, wrote it down without even opening my eyes and went back to sleep. The next day, I didn't even remember the dream. I just remembered writing something. So I looked it up and it said, canine spirit guides. And I'm like, oh, I'm writing about my dogs. I can do that. You know, that would be really easy. So I started writing the stories about my dogs. They told me which dogs were going in this book. So I said, okay, I can write the stories I remember about these dogs. But as I started writing the stories, I also was meditating to try and get more clarity on my growth. Because as I was writing the stories, all the pain started coming up again, right? All the things that I had shoved down was starting to be exposed. So as I was doing my meditations, the canine spirit guide started to speak to me, started to come into my energetic field. And not only that, they started working with me energetically and healing these parts of me that were becoming exposed and raw and ready to be harvested. Mm -hmm. So through with this meditation, they would heal me instantly of the, the pain and the trauma that was coming up. Plus they were showing me ancestral patterns that had fed into this that needed to be unraveled and dis dissolved. So they showed me a whole lot more than I ever expected to know. And they healed me throughout this process. So each time they healed me, I could hear them more and more. And I began to start to see them and perceive them. And so all of my clairs, my clairvoyance um, particles started to light up and open up. And that's when I became aware of them. And they um, kind of showed me like how they work, why they're here. They all have their own names and their own um, sort of job titles. <laughs> um, so it was only last year, 2022, that all this became known to me. Two, two, two. Yeah. Two. <laughs> yeah. Pretty magical. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> two, oh, two, two. So that is amazing. That, that really is amazing. Um, it's, you must have been beyond joyful at this experience as it unfolded. I know. I was. Yes. I had been asking my whole life for answers and I had been through so much that mm. I, you know, at points I began to just give up, you know, I'm like, why am I here? Why am I going through this? Why am I having such a hard time? Why is life not good? You know, I kept asking these questions because I'm like, surely there's some point to all this, right? It, you know, we can tolerate a lot if we understand the purpose of it. Yes. When we don't understand the purpose, that's when we struggle. So yeah, when I started to get those answers, I was absolutely ecstatic and I was willing to take it in any form that it came because that's what I had been asking my entire life. And, you know, and I've experienced something similar to that. And, you know, and what I know is that answers come to us when the timing is right and not when we want it. Yeah. And we have to have faith in that. That's what faith is to me mm -hmm. is just trusting. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's yeah. the hardest part. <laughs> it's very hard because you just don't know, you know, and until something like this opens up, but you know, flowers inside of you, uh, you don't even know what you're holding on for. You don't know how exciting it's going to be. You don't know where you're right. going to go. So it's, it's really scary and yeah. frustrating and depressing at times. Yes. So, yeah, I get that. 
Now you say that these are canine spirit guides, but you also say that they are intergalactic. So what do you mean by that? Yeah, so the canine spirit guides are not the spiritual essence of the dog in front of you. Okay. Matter of fact, you don't even have to have a dog to work with the canine spirit guides. They are the intergalactic version of the canine combined with the intergalactic version of all the animal kingdom. Hmm. So each guide resonates with a dog breed, regardless of what breed your dog is. Each guide has its own dog breed that represents it. And it also is represented by a given um, animal spirit. So like the dog on the, the cover of the book, this is Oregon, and she identifies with the Basenji dog breed and the Black Panther um, animal, wild animal. Oh, wow. Okay. Energy. Yeah. So the dog breed that they choose represents um, given characteristics of that guide and also characteristics in you that they will be working with, uh, such as maybe your temperament or your character or the way you have been preferring to do things and maybe different ways that you need to do things um, or look at things. And then the, the Black Panther, the wild animal side, gives us a very clear, distinctive energy that they're wishing to share with us. Um, so each guide has a different dog breed and a different wild animal spirit guide. And that kind of tells us what that guide is, is specializing in, what part of our lives or what part of our our trauma that guide is going to be working with. And so they're highly influential in the lives of the dogs that are here, I would imagine. Yes. Yeah, so they can even impact your dog's um, personality <laughs> because each time I've had um, Domanulan Eric, who is the fourth guide in the book, um, he resonates with the bald eagle and the pug. And each time I've had this guide, I've had him three times and three different dogs. The, the personality of those dogs is always identical. And they're very aloof dogs. They do not want to be cuddled. They do not want to be touched. They want to be admired from afar. And Eric explains to me that the eagle wants to be admired from afar. He does not like all this humanly affection <laughs> wow so yeah each time that guide showed up i had this I, there were three different dog breeds that i had but they were identical personalities that is so amazing yeah and that's all in the book they're they're all in the book so each the book is broken up into sections based on the guide so the 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 dogs and the guy in the section for guide number one are all carrying that guide but they're three they're they're different dog breeds and then you go to the second guide and, um, um, oh, um, I can't remember his name. Okay. Go to the second guide. And then you have, um, two different dogs in my life that were working with that guide and they're two different dog breeds. And you go to the third, it's the same, you know, um, and then the fourth is the same. So these dogs are the, the dogs themselves were reincarnating, but they were different, um, animal spirit guides when they came through. So. It's kind of fascinating, but the book lays out, yeah, the book lays out like exactly what purpose that guide serves and what that guide is here to help you with. And it shows through stories in my life, it demonstrates how that might look because it's very obscure. If you don't know to look for it, you won't see it. And that's kind of the point of the book is to get people more aware of how these guides are working in their lives right now and what they have to offer. And then in my practice now, I use um, these canine spirit guides with my clients to help them heal. Wow. Yeah. That's fascinating. It is very fascinating. I never saw myself here two years ago. <laughs> do you, do you think that, um, there are representations of other animals, pets like cats and things like that? Do do you think that there are guides for different kinds of pets 
Yeah, there's going to be more animal kingdoms coming through. They started with the dogs right now just because of how humanity really embraces the dog. And they we just give our whole heart and our soul to our dogs. So they figured that would be the easiest one to start with and um, for humanity to really grab hold of. And then, yeah, there's going to be more animal kingdoms coming through. I've already heard that. Wow. Well, you're going to have to keep coming back and telling us about all of the different <laughs> ones. Yeah. Uh, wow. Okay. Um, do you call on them or do they just pop in when they want to? They are always in my head. I have to tell them to be quiet. Like uh, this morning I was doing my makeup and my hair and all of a sudden I'm channeling in my next podcast that they want me to talk about. So, and they will give me word for word what I, what needs to go in that podcast. And so when I do my podcast, they're all channeled messages, but then we also end the session with a channeled frequency to help heal what we're discussing in the messages. So they're always talking to me, but when I sit with a client to, to help work with a client, I do sit in meditation. I connect with them as well as a client's energy so that the, the knowledge is specifically for that client and their specific journey, specifically where they are right now on that journey. Um, and so I can call on them at will, but a lot of times they're just shoving it down my throat. <laughs> <laughs> wow. You do have to learn to turn that off. Yeah. You have to say just a minute. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so these, so when I've always thought of guides, I've always thought of guides that were in the spirit world. And to me, the spirit world was not an intergalactic world, but it was a, a world in which we have um lived many 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 times right and so these dog um canine spirit guides are are from a whole different place if we can say a place because it's not really a place right yeah, yeah there's not there's no time and and um place anywhere it's an energy other third dimension yeah it's an energy mm -hmm. um Yes. And some of them have never been to this earth plane. So this is brand new energy that's coming through. And what they're doing is, is rising the awareness for the 3d humans that haven't experienced this before, um, to try and get us out of our, the knowledge set that we have accepted at the moment. Some of us are aware of it already. Others are, are hanging on to the 3D concepts that, um, you know, it's, it, this, is, this is all we have right here, what we can see, which as far as I'm concerned, this is an illusion. <laughs> what I'm looking at right now is all an illusion. So, you know, there are different people at different places and none of it's correct or incorrect. It is all true. So wherever you are is totally fine, but they're wanting to raise this awareness. Oh. Plus there's enough of this here now on earth that that know about the intergalactic realms that they can afford to bring this technology through because there's enough of us to raise the awareness now so that's why they're kind of letting themselves be known now they've been with us forever but they've just been quietly helping and assisting never knowing if we'll ever hear them and now they just want us to utilize them more because they offer intense instant healing that we really need right now incredible so when you talk about intergalactic that you know that refer that i've always i believe that we don't all come from one place that we have lived on in different galaxies and different planets and different dimensions yeah. we all have and um i just think i've i'm a i came really directly from there to here yeah. <laughs> because yeah. Because I, I I never have adjusted to right dimension. I just haven't. Yeah. So, <laughs> that's um, how st that's how star seeds are. We don't belong here. Yeah. No, we don't belong <laughs> here. But we're here for humanity. Yeah. So, um, so all the years of suffering um, were because we had a very very important job to do in this yes. incarnation, right? So yes. you're a star seed. Okay. Yes. Nice to meet you. Yeah. Nice to meet you too. <laughs> of course, you know, star seeds are always attracted to other star seeds. So usually anybody interviewing me is a star seed. Um, That's great. That's great. Yeah. But yeah. So what 
because I asked that same question. I'm like, if I'm a starseed, why did I have to suffer so much? If I can, if I volunteered to come here and help, why am I suffering? Well, there's a couple reasons for that. Number one, I had to clear out my energy field because I had been here many, 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 many times. And I had accepted the debt of karma, even though there is no real true karma. I had accepted the debt. So I had to process through all of that. So through the healing that the canine guides did with me, they erased all of that. I don't have any more karma to pay anymore. I am completely empty. And yeah. And um, the other thing is, is that passion and pain drives our creativity, right? So if we have no passion and pain, how do we share our story? What story is there to share? That's true. Right? Right. I mean, we have to be able to connect with humanity. We have to be able to connect with the very people we're here to help. And if we don't have our own story, who's going to believe what we have to say? No, I agree with you. And I believe all healers, all people who are here now spreading this beautiful information in, in many different ways, um, have all, everyone has come up a, a very hard way at, yeah. um, and landed here and then can share. So I, I completely agree with you, you know, yeah. and that I'm grateful for my background because of that. Um, you know, when, if you survive it, (laughs) if you survive it and then you can go on and, and help other people, but yeah. Um, so what kind of work do you do with your clients? So I've been in the medical profession, my entire career, over 30 years, I've been a physical therapist, massage therapist, and also a functional medicine practitioner. So I was, I was ingrained in the science community, right? Mm -hmm. But I never fit. It never felt natural. I felt like I was forcing myself, you know, a square peg into a round hole. It just never actually worked. Mm -hmm. And I didn't like it. I just forced myself there. So now that I have gained my wings and I know who I am and I fully embrace my spirituality, I'm able to use this healing that that the canine guides showed me, which turns out was the actual purpose of the book, not that I share my story, but that I share the healing frequency that they used with me to help other people. So now I help other people um, with my practice, synergistic consciousness, and I do private sessions, healing and um, channeled wisdom. And also um, I do a longer mentoring program that's three months long. And I also do group events where I bring in the guides to work with a group of people that's that's not quite specific as it would be with a private session, but there's still a lot of healing to be had in a group session. And then also um, through my uh, podcast, there's quite a bit of healing on the podcast. And I have a, um, a mini meditation course on my webpage that will teach you and um, activate you through a meditation program so that you can learn to have these same type of connections that helped me wake up and all that's available on my very website very yeah. it's all very interesting um and you know my husband and i used to own two massage envies oh really we didn't fit we didn't fit. <laughs> from day one i felt wrong really i felt completely wrong well because i'm a very creative person Mm-hmm. I don't, you can't put me in a box. Yeah. And when you're a franchisee, you're in a box. Yeah. And I just wanted to burst out of that box. We yeah. eventually got out. So we're much happier now um, that, that we did that. But so I'm very familiar with the healing fields, the physical healing fields and things like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, but to me, there's nothing more um, satisfying, more uplifting than um spiritual guidance yeah and so, you know. i did run into that limitation with the physical healing like i can only do so much with the physical body mm-hmm. and unfortunately most of my clients don't see the value in the spiritual healing <laughs> if they come to me for physical that's what they want they don't want spiritual mm-hmm. which is unfortunate because i could take them to that next level if they'd only allow me Um, And I can do so much more from the physical or from the spiritual realm 
than I ever could from the physical realm. It's so true. With, especially with massage therapy, you, you, your body can't handle that for a lifetime. You just can't. No. Uh, so what do you say to people that go, Heather Lee, this is a wacko idea? Because I'm sure well, you that. Yeah. Well, you know, people don't say that to me much. They usually <laughs> just walk the other way. <laughs> so for people who are listening that's, that are saying, yeah, where did you get this quack, Randy? <laughs> what yeah, do yeah, you yeah. have to say to them? Yeah. Well, you know, everyone's on their own path. And my job is not to convince people. They're about that. I am, it's not my business what people believe. That's not my, my role or my mission. My mission is to share my experience, to share what the guides have to offer. So if people think it's wacko, it's way too far out there. And, and I, Number one, if I am churning up some agitation, I can tell you that's the point. That agitation is meant to get you moving, get you asking questions, get you motivated to find your direction of change because that's what agitation is for. So if you're listening to me and it, it just makes you mad what I'm saying or or you think I'm crazy, then that's a form of agitation. That's a question you have to ask yourself. Why is it triggering me? Is it because this resonates with me so deep down inside, I can't figure out where? Great so answer. That, yeah, that's that's what they're they're telling me, but it's not my business. You know, if, if you resonate with me and you wanna work with me, great. But if you don't, there's none of my business. Right. <laughs> Are we all guided this way? Because do we have this, this is one source of guidance that we have. Mm -hmm. um, when I work with people who are really suffering, really hurting, I always tell them you are not alone. You know, we, we come here with lots and lots of helpers. Uh, we can't see them, but right. they're there. Yeah. So is this just one aspect of guidance that we get? Yes. Oh yes, there is so much help available to humanity right now. So this is just a new level of guidance. It's, you know, I equate their energy very much to, cause I've also met Archangel Michael and their energy is very on par with what I experienced with Archangel Michael. That's how deep and powerful, and powerful it is. And the changes they're capable of making is like that. Um, the limitation they run into is humanity allowing it. So our ego wants to go, but how can that be? Right. <laughs> ego wants to know, but I need to know why I have that pain. <laughs> you know, so we have to let go of that in order for that to happen. And that's what I was willing to do when I was healing. I said, give it to me. I will let go of all of it. I don't need to know any of it. Just take it. And they did. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's done. But yes, they are just one aspect of mm. what we have available to us. Mm. So when you say it's new, you mean that it's newly recognized, but they we're just, yeah, we're just getting to the point where we're capable of acknowledging it we're capable of holding it their frequency is quite high and their energy is quite large so the book is set up the way it's set up so that you can get used to the frequency as you read the book and sometimes you won't be able to tolerate the frequency as it changes guides you might fall asleep you might find a reason not to read the book you might put it on the shelf and not get it out for a number of months because you're not ready for that next frequency. So that's what I mean. It's mm. new. You know, we haven't been to this level before as far as the energetic realm on this planet. So it's a new level for us. And why canine? I mean, I know for you, that was, that's what spoke to you, but you're saying there are all kinds of spirit guides, um, animal spirit guides and I guess human spirit guides and whatever. Um, you, so when you see them, you see dogs. I might see the dog half of them 
or I might see the wild animal half, depending on the message that they're sharing at the moment. And when I work with my clients, and a lot of times in group ceremonies, they'll appear before the entire group and they'll just work their way around the group. And one of them will sit in front of the client and I'll say, who's in front of you? And they'll either see a dog breed or they'll see a wild animal in front of them or the eagle um, circling above. Right. Um, and that's the energy and the message that they're they're attempting to share with that person. Okay. When the collective is working with me, I don't see anything. I just hear all of them speaking you hear. at me. <laughs> yeah. You hear. And you and you really hear it, right? It's not like an intuition. You hear it. Oh, I hear it. It comes dribbling out my mouth. <laughs> wow. I, I walk around with a tape recorder because I never know when, when they're just going to download a bunch of stuff. I either need to write or I need to create over, whether it's a video or a podcast. It, it's constant. They're very it's, chatty. Yeah. It's, a, <laughs> it's amazing that you thought you were a worthless, invisible person. And yeah. you need to find out that yeah. you have a major, major job here. Yes. And very um, important. I... I, I felt like there was something really big that I needed to do. And I struggled for 11 years. I searched, okay, what is it? I kept changing my, the direction of my business. Is it this way? Is it that way? I knew it had something to do with my practice, but I couldn't figure out what. And um, yeah, so I am quite surprised. I did have a couple of opportunities to check out of this world. And those, those stories are in the book where my guides took me out of play for a period of time and said, okay, this is really rough. Are you sure you want to do this? Because remember, it's going to be a while before you get to deliver your message. And then I'd say, yes, yes, I'm still committed. Put me back in. And they put me back into play. So those stories are also in the book because I didn't understand that's what was happening until I wrote the book and they, they explained it to me. Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, I've heard that we, and this is a little bit different than what you're saying, but I heard that we come in here with exit points. Yes. Where Absolutely. we get to make a decision. Are we going to continue down this hellhole? <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> or, um, or are we going to just, you know, just say, all right, that's it. I, I, it this is too much for me. Yeah. Um, so I think we all have it. I think we have like three, we set up like three um, exit points. And yeah, that's what I've we heard. We can all think of a time where our life was just hanging by a thread and, and, and we moved forward. Mm -hmm. um, so we're glad that you moved forward through those points. Are they, Me too. are they talking to you now? Yeah. They kind of like, as we, as we talk, words just come out of my mouth. I'm like, where'd that come from? <laughs> yeah. They always sneak in now and then, and, and um, I'll get impressions of them like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, mm -hmm. um, as we chat. So. Mm -hmm. Well, tell them hello from me. Oh, they're, they're very excited to be in your presence. They're, okay. they're really, they're telling me that they're, they're very thrilled with the work that you've done and the, the awareness you've been able to, to bring to humanity and to help, to help us heal. Yeah. yeah. They're very, very, they were very excited to meet you this morning. I woke up really excited. <laughs> wow. Okay. Little old me. Yeah. Little old you. None of us are little. We're all here for a reason. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, mean, I know I have part. a, pur I know I have a purpose. It's just. You know, it's just hard to fathom it. Um, I just do what I feel like I'm supposed to do. And that's you're, it. you're a soldier. You just do what they tell you to do. And don't ask questions. You just do it. Yeah, mm -hmm. absolutely. That's so how do you um, how do your clients find you? Um, um, you can find me on my web page, heatherleestrom.com, L-E-I-G-H-S-T-R-O-M.com. Um, my YouTube handle is Heather underscore Lee, L-E-I-G-H underscore Strom, S-T-R-O-M. And that's where I do my podcast is on my YouTube channel. And that's so, my YouTube channel is Heather Lee Strom. Mm -hmm, yeah. Okay. Um, I'm a big visual person. Like, I don't know if I could ever go only vocal because I'm so animated when I, when I talk and when I work, when I channel in the guides, if if you got your eyes open and you're peeking, you're going to see me moving the whole time because I just can't hold that energy and be still. There's just no way. So um, I prefer the the visual platform. Okay. Do you um, have a significant other or children in your life that are watching this? 
I have a husband. I don't know if he'll ever watch it. He doesn't believe in any of this. Okay. All right. <laughs> and we never had children because I'm a star seed and I'm, I am hell bent on reaching my, my mission. So never wanted to be distracted with children. Mm -hmm. Okay. You're a force to be reckoned with. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you have, how long have you been married? 20, almost 24 years. Okay. That's wonderful. Well, you know, he lets you do your thing. Yeah. And um, he doesn't necessarily, like, I know my husband and I are as opposite as we can be. Yeah. But he's always let me do my thing. Yeah. And that's all we need, really. Mm -hmm. We just need someone to be there when we need him and just let us go. Right. That's exactly <laughs> right. He knows he can't hold me back. So, yeah. Just I know my husband knows never to say no to me because I will do it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, that's great. So um, what else do you, would you like to tell us about the, um, the canine spirit guides? What are some of the things, some of the messages that they've given you? That's a great question. The, the biggest message they always want me to share is that healing is not meant to be hard and it's not meant to be a process. That's something we have been programmed to believe and it's not true. So especially the healing that they're offering us right now, it's instant. And another point is that you don't have to understand it. Just be willing to receive it. So you don't have to understand your pain. I mean, the ego wants to know. The ego says, I need to know the, the data. Give me the, the knowledge to make me feel better about it. But that's not the key. The key is just be willing to just open the door and let it fly out. And the more you try and understand it, the more you call it back. Mm -hmm. So that's the hardest part in the healing journey is when you heal, you actually go to another vibration. And that essentially is another address. So if you don't fill out a forwarding address, you're not planning on staying there. And what ends up happening is you find your way back to your original address and you go in a circle. So you don't have any healing that sustained and, and took you to the next level and stayed there. You have healing that made you feel okay for a couple of weeks, a couple of months, a couple of years. And then you just found your way back to where you started because that's more comfortable. Mm -hmm. That's more familiar. Mm -hmm. So they're really, in, um, and, um, it, um, what's challenging people to just let go of that belief. And one thing that they do in their healing sessions is the first part of the session is I channel in their messages, their wisdom for that person. The second part of the session is we do the healing around that message to, to relieve them from that trauma, whatever it may be, a trauma, belief, ancestral pattern, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. um, and when I'm doing that healing portion, I actually record that separately and they send the client home with that recorded. It ends up being like a channeled meditation. So they send you home with that and you have instructions exactly when to do that in the next couple of weeks. Is it every day? Is it every morning, morning and evening? What is it? Because you're taking home the frequency from the healing and it helps you to maintain that new address without the, the tendency to backslide. So that's one thing that they do that's really different in their healing sessions. So, so when they heal, because for you, it was was it automatic was it just there and got then then gone yep it was just gone just like that i didn't know what i didn't know what everything was i just knew it was gone I, I i felt totally different and you know how you have these constant thoughts that run in the back of your mind that kind of eat away at your confidence all of those thoughts were literally just gone it was so quiet in my head i'm like where am i <laughs> It was the weirdest feeling ever because I don't have those thoughts anymore. And some of them I didn't even realize were running. So right. when they were gone, I was like, where is everybody? Where's you know, it's kind of like I was all alone for the first time in my life. I don't think any of us, most people until they're, until it's pointed out to them, realize what's running in their head. And it's one of the first things I do with my clients is I have them pay attention to that because it's what we tell ourselves that hurts us. Yeah. It's not what's happened. It's what we tell right. ourselves about it. Mm -hmm. Right. Have right. you, um, have you met any other people like yourself who are, con are being contacted and who are channels for this kind of, um, um, 
Got well, they it. won't, they won't connect with anybody else because, you know, cause I had a mentor through this and they wouldn't talk to him either. Oh, wow. And what they explained was the reason for this is because they want the message completely untainted and completely clear. I have always been their spokesperson through all my lifetimes, all my, all the planets I've lived on, all my star <laughs> systems I've been in. And this is what I've learned. And um, so I've been their gatekeeper since the beginning of time. And through my journey, I actually met myself on a higher timeline where I was doing this very thing. I actually went and met with her and it was the most incredible experience. I saw her there caring for all of these entities and they were all just surrounded around. And I even got to ride on a Pegasus. <laughs> she took me for a tour on a Pegasus. <laughs> but they all live in this dimension. And this is where she is their caregiver, their gatekeeper. And that's me. So I have always done this. And that's why they speak only to me. And that's why they were waiting for humanity to be ready. That's what I was waiting for. For the exact moment that humanity was ready to know about that, to know about them in this dimension. So, yeah. Does that answer your question? <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, yes. What a phenomenal life you have. Yeah, I feel or, pretty special now. Yeah, after, I mean, that's After great. not feeling like anything when I was a child, you know, yeah. feeling so beat down. Mm -hmm. But, and I have to share with you, because you and your audience would really get a kick out of this. One thing that they helped me do, ancestral patterning really kind of defines us until we understand it and we deflect it or dissolve it. And one thing I did not understand about my father, who was the head narcissist in our family, uh, I never understood why we couldn't make it happen, why it was so bad between us. And they showed me the ancestral pattern that we occupied, my father and I, his father line or my father line. So I visited many lifetimes ago. I visited three other lifetimes that I was involved in through this family, um, this ancestral pattern. So many, um, what's the word, um, generations before my father, I was the head of the the household, so to speak. I was the, the head of the family. And I started this ancestral pattern that created my mar narcissistic father. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Wow. This is how, this is how powerful they are. They showed this to me and they showed me each lifetime where I learned about rage. And that was the point of my father's narcissistic behaviors was all about rage. Mm -hmm. So they gave me, and this is all in the book. They gave me the three classifications of rage and I had a lifetime for each one. And I had to go back. They, they walked me through. I went back. I dissolved each, each classification of rage for myself. And then I saw that the way my father treated me was a result of how I had treated him oh many gosh. lifetimes ago. And so then I finally understood why he didn't trust me. So it was so liberating. And at the end of the experience, I saw my father, who's now dead. I saw him standing before me, smiling, and had this huge aura of love around him. And that's the first time we had ever shared love with each other. I don't even know what to say. That was incredible. It but that's incredible. what these guides are capable of. That's what I'm talking about. I wonder if that's a situation with all of us. Um, and I think that would be pretty hard for people to grasp unless they've gotten beyond the, the pain and are fully healed. Um, because, it, because it's very difficult for anybody to grasp the silver lining or the meaning behind what we experience when it's still so very raw and painful for us. Um, but I know for me, I love embracing these things because I'm beyond it. And uh, I like to look at it in different ways. So thank you for sharing that. Yeah, you're welcome. So um, are there any other messages that are they giving you any messages for us today? Embrace love and just know that we are all from the same source. We are all different versions of us. So everyone in your life, regardless of how they treat you, how you perceive them, 
if you can understand that they are a version of you, then it's easier to try and comprehend what the message is. There's always a message. And when you understand the message, then the source dissolves. And that's kind of what my book is about. If, if I, once I understood what they were trying to show me, then that pain just dissolved. That's the whole point. That's, that's why the ego brings these experiences to us because we need to dissolve those emotions. So how do we dissolve them? Well, that's what the energy does. That's what the healing does. It dissolves it instantly. Okay. Yeah. Um, are people coming to, I know that you have a site and you have a book and you have a pod, what's the name of your podcast? Oh, we talk, already talked about your podcast. Um, are people coming to you by word of mouth now? Are you, is that where you're getting your traction from? Yeah, they're, they're coming from my website. They're coming from the podcast that I do, from the podcast that I'm on, from the book. Yeah, and, and usually I get the, oh my gosh, I'm so excited to have found you, you know, because people are resonating with this message and they're usually dog people, you know, people yes. who really, who know or who have always suspected that our dogs are that powerful. Yeah, whenever I do a show about dogs, people just love them. People love, people love their pets. And, you know, I've had, um, yeah, I've had, you know, spiritual dog, uh, people who channel spiritual guides and uh -huh. dogs and their own dogs and, you know, uh, dog whispers. <laughs> yeah. You know, and I, I grew up with dogs. I'm, I don't have them now. I'm not, I'm more of a cat person now, um, but I don't have a cat either. So, <laughs> <laughs> but I love animals. I respect them tremendously tremendously yeah. um i understand there's, there's so much more spiritually evolved than we are mm -hmm. as a race even in other dimensions the the animal races are so much more spiritually evolved than than we are so um do dogs so i guess dogs go through the same reincarnation process that we do it can be instant though i mean absolutely oh, wait, they, instant they can come right back in right back in i actually had one dog die and she came into a dog that i currently had she swapped places with that dog she, she was a walk-in and that's in the book too i've heard people say that it's like they'll say you know my dog that just passed sent me this dog you know or um the personality is so much the same i just know it's you know yeah i know it's my dog or yeah um yeah, they'll reincarnate and and then sometimes people will incarnate as dogs i mean my mom has always said if i come back again it's going to be as one of your dogs heather lee <laughs> i hope she's not <laughs> i hope she's not serious about that because that's possible yeah i could come right into your life bam right in your life right in front of you right ouch um so we can we can incarnate as um other species oh yeah you can incarnate as a tree you can incarnate as a rock, anything. You can incarnate as space if you want. It, it, the sky's the limit. Your soul is here to learn. And so our soul um, transfers throughout the, the galaxy on many different levels, many different dimensions in order to gain experience, in order to learn. Imagine what you could learn as a tree. Just standing there watching everything. Yeah. Patience, yeah. I bet. A lot of patience. <laughs> a lot of patience. Yeah. A lot of patience. Yeah. So a lot of times people's lives have to fall apart before yeah. they're ready. I know I was very much like you. My life had to fall apart before I look for another way. Yeah. Um, when somebody sees this going on in their life where things just are just crashing, Everything that they knew is just crashing down around them. How do you interpret that? That's a great question. That's something I talk about a lot because this is the chaos, right? And the more you aren't listening, the more chaos you're going to experience because the volume's going to turn up in order to get your attention. And you see this happen in my book through the stories. And I explain this and what's happening is you're not listening. So they're trying to get your attention louder and louder and louder. So I always stop 
and I go inward and I say, okay, what am I not, or what do I need to see? What do I need to hear? What do I need to do? Or where do I need to go? Tell me and I will hear it. And when you go inward and you truly know how to connect to your inner self, your higher self, your soul, you will always have the answers you seek. And that's one thing that my meditation course teaches you is how to do that. And so you have to find the calm through the chaos. That's an exercise that you must be familiar doing in order to have traction through life or to be successful in life. You have to be able to say, stop. What, what's the message? What do I need to know? I have mastered this <laughs> over the last two years because I'm tired of doing it the long way. I'm tired of doing it the hard way. I want the easy way. And this is how I do it. You have to ask the right questions to get the answers. Like they're not going to just tell you the answers. Mm -hmm. They're not allowed. The law of free will prevents them of just saying, hey, you might want to do this different. You have to ask first. Okay. Hmm. Yeah. It's, um, you know, it's that, I call it the two by four, you know, where you're like, <laughs> boom, <laughs> you, get, you get hit upside the head and it's like, okay, what do you want? Yeah. <laughs> Please, what do you want? Um, and yeah, and if we don't listen, it just gets worse and worse and worse until yeah. they take us down to our knees. Yeah. Wow. You'll get a disaster. You'll get a, 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 a disease or a health condition, or you'll have a, a hurricane or a flood or, you know, I mean, if you don't listen, that's what happens. And because I listen, I've never had like the, the natural disasters, thank heavens, but I have had my own disasters with, with healthcare, with accidents, with surgeries. I mean, I've had my moments where I, it was like, okay, really important you listen right now mm -hmm. and so i've learned i don't want to go there anymore i don't want to do it that way i want to do it the easy way it's interesting how it's so hard to let that go that control and yet when we do it's like oh it was that easy <laughs> yeah right it's yeah like, it is right once we get our ego out of the way and the fact that we can control everything in our life and we have the answers because we do not have the answers you know um i mean i write books and and i always say that i take very little credit for the books because i believe they write themselves i believe they come through me it's information sometimes i go back and i read what i write and i go I'm not sure I wrote that. <laughs> yeah, I know. Where'd that come from? Right. I'm I know. Like, I know that was this an, did I attribute this article to myself and yet it, I got it from somewhere? I do that a lot. So, <laughs> well, you're um, channeling. Yes, yeah. because oh, I know I do. I know. Yeah. And, and when I work with my clients, I know I'm channeling. I know I yeah. am. Um, because it's always geared towards each person. So it just, it just happens. I, I'm not yeah. trying. It's a beautiful thing. Mm -hmm. It's a beautiful thing to not know. It's a beautiful thing to not be in control. You just, you go through life in flow and you just follow the guidance you're given. And you know what? That's when all the doors open. That's yeah. when you have all the aha moments. Mm -hmm. So, you know, our clients who are really holding on to that control, they're like, why can't I have that experience? You just got to let go. And, go. and there's no, there's no way to teach someone to do that. You have to just do it. That's, that's hard being, you know, the instructor or the mentor, you can't, this, there's a tech, there's a texture to that, that you can't explain. And there's no way to teach it. They have to just find their way to the door. Mm -hmm. Right. They have to be ready. Yeah. Oh yes. And they have to be ready. Wow. Wow. What a great hour. <laughs> I know. This has been so... Feels like we could talk forever. <laughs> oh my gosh. This has just been so wonderful. I love hearing all of this and um, and I'm so grateful that I got to meet you and, and that you shared this. Where are you located, Heather Lee? I'm in Indianapolis at the moment. We're, we're about to change zip codes though and move to Colorado. Which part of Colorado? Uh, Southern, I think, um, um, Col um, Colorado Springs area. Okay, very nice, very nice. Yeah, yeah it's, um, 
is there a reason for that or you're just ready you just feel I, it's time to be in the mountains um i i never i'm only here apparently i've been here 25 years i'm only in indiana to launch the book and then i'm going to be ready to to um live at a higher frequency so the mountains at altitude i need to be at the higher frequency mm. to finish awesome. the work awesome well i definitely want you to stay in touch with me and as you get new sources new guides for new animals um you know i want to hear about them because i know oh, yeah there's will want to hear about them too so. oh yeah so yeah you you have my information just um get in touch with me okay so your website again repeat that heatherleestrom.com, H-E-A-T-H-E-R-L-E-I-G-H-S-T-R-O-M.com. Perfect. Okay. And everything can be accessed through there. Your yes. book is available there. It's on, I'm yes. sure it's on Amazon or wherever any books are sold, right? Yes, it is available everywhere. You can find the link on my website. It's also on Audible and I did record it myself. So you did have you? All, yes. You have That's all awesome. the healing frequency. Yeah, I did it in my closet. <laughs> That's a feat. I mean, I've I've yeah. had my books recorded and there's no way. <laughs> oh, it's it was it was hard. It is very hard. Yeah. Okay. Well, great to meet you. Um, have a wonderful rest of your day. And thank I you, know Randy. we will be in touch. And thank Absolutely. you, Nine Guides. I really no. appreciate the support you're offering me. Thank you. They say thank you. <laughs> okay. Bye bye. Have a wonderful day. All right, you too.